Xbox, record this, is a podcast celebrating all things gaming, Xbox, and the good old days. If you'd like to find out more, head to xboxrecordthis.com. Oh, hello, Daddy Diwali here, and welcome to Xbox Record This episode 13, 12, 12, 12. <laughs> episode 12, I'm stepping, I'm getting ahead of myself here, episode 12, uh, as always, my name is Daddy Diwali, the official creator of XRT and uh, host, and I'm joined by my assistant to the co-host, Chipotle Bear, Chipotle Bear, how are you, my friend? Uh, I am doing great. Thank you for the shout out. Just enjoying some uh, fantastic Tokyo Games Olympics this evening and of course getting ready for the work week, um, but doing really well. How are you doing, man? I'm very good, Jose. I can't wait to talk. We got a lot of news. You know, I thought we were going to slow down with the Xbox news, but it just keeps on coming, boys. So I've got a segment dedicated just for future that's going to be just dedicated to how amazing Game Pass is, but we already know that, but I'm excited to share that with you. So keep that in mind. Uh, Joining us as always... Uh, as well, the assistant to the assistant to the co-hosts, Bubble Boy and Seven. How are you, my friend? I'm great. Happy to be here. Got the dishes going. I'm um, still so killing two birds with one stone. Hopefully, you can all hear that in the background. And yes. So again, you guys, the assistant to the assistant to the co-host has, you know, if it's not technical problems, he's either on an airplane or he's got his washer and dryer on in the background. So again, he just keeps getting lower and lower on his chances of being officially hired. So. Let's move on, guys. I wanted to give some special shout-outs, okay? Shout-outs to our listeners. Uh, the first shout-out I'd like to say is a shout-out to big old Mikey over at Big Time Babble, Captain Caveman. He was talking to me about the podcast. He's a he's a, a, a fan and a listener. We were discussing some things. We dropped in the war zone the other night, and I was just glad to you know talk to Mikey. It's always a pleasure. He was playing on a series S. He loves it. He's like, it's all I need. And uh, a shout out to Mikey over at Big Time Babble. Another oh, yeah. shout out, you guys, is to Mr. Kyle Siaka. Kyle Siaka went to middle and high school with all of us. He's one of my dearest friends uh, growing up. And we actually, gosh, I've been friends with Kyle from elementary school through college. We lived together in college, graduated. And a sad, fun fact, which isn't so fun, I haven't seen Kyle since about 2007 or 2008. And it, Makes me very sad. He he moved to Asia and has been teaching English out there ever since, and I haven't seen him. But the reason I want to give him a shout out is we still keep in touch through WeChat, which is a illegal Chinese app now that is still on my phone. But that's how we come. That's how we roll on XRT. We don't afraid exactly. of the Chinese. I don't care if they're spying on me. Everybody is. Um, and he was talking to me about how much he he's listened to the show. He loves it, and that you know, I just wanted to give him a little shout out here. Actually, his 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 direct quote was, um, uh, <laughs> "Dan, I listened to a couple of the podcasts. Good stuff. I like the good old days segments. I remember experiencing that Resident Evil two part with the arms busting out of the walls with you in your basement. Ha 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 ha." You guys are really serious gamers. I feel like there's a whole world out there I'm missing out on. I just play PUBG Mobile. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for listening. And and we don't, you know, we're not going to harp on you too much for just being a, a mobile PUBG player. But I hear that's big out there in Asia. So shout out to Kyle and Thailand. And last but not least, you guys, 
Another special shout out. Xbox Record This on YouTube got its first subscriber that wasn't one of us. And I'd like to give a huge XRT shout out to our new YouTube su- subscriber, Zach Attacks uh, YouTube, is, 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 looks like his name. So it's Zach Attacks YT. So shout out. Make sure to go check out his channel. Shout out to shout Zach, out Zach Attack. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah actually, I, I hate to break it to you. That's oh, Cora's no. bot. I don't believe you. He actually has a few thousand subscribers. So shout out to Zach Attacks. We really do appreciate that, man. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, guys, let's jump into it. What have we been playing? Uh, I know Chipotle Bear kind of took a week off last week, so I'd like to start with him and, and, and hear what he's been playing, I, even though I think we all know what he's still continuing his journey on. So, Jose, what have you been playing, friend? Uh, so as I'm sure most of you guessed, if you've been listening, uh, Mass Effect 3 is what I've been playing. But big news, I did finish Mass Effect uh, on Friday night, so I stayed up late. And um, again, it was it was one of those things where I, I had played it before, so this wasn't a first playthrough. Obviously, this was obviously in the Legendary Edition, um, but I, I was really enjoying it. And so I did literally as much of the DLC as I could. Uh, I did as much of the story I could. I will admit that there were still a few, probably about 10 tasks that I didn't go back and finish at the end because it was like go find this like ship part for this guy. And I just, at that point, I really just wanted to finish because I, I obviously have a massive backlog. I got to get to Alan Wake. I got to get to Senua, obviously cyberpunk, maybe one day before Christmas um, we'll get to, but that's what I've been playing. Uh, but I, and I, so I, I did finish mass effect three, a wonderful ending. You know, I hope one day in the future we can do our mass effect spoiler alert episode. Cause it would just be fun to talk about a lot of really great stuff. The choices we made, you know, especially romantically, I always love, that's one of my favorite parts of the game talking with what, who people, chosen why um but i also did download space jam new legacy i do really want to try that out with penelope this week and of course alan wake is sitting ready to go uh, so i'm going to try to burn through some of those this week but that's what i've been that's really what i've been playing this week it's nice. been great i'm very excited to hear your thoughts on alan wake when you get to it bubble boy what about you my friend i picked up uh the tomb raider definitive trilogy for $20 uh, for the game or the Xbox summer sale. And at first, you know, I'm, I usually look forward to those sales like nobody's business. And I kind of, I saw that it was there and was like, well, I, there's nothing I need. Is there like, I don't, I, yeah, maybe I'll skip it. And then was scrolling through and saw that. And based off of our discussion from last week was um, made, inspired me to go pick that up. And my goodness, that game, the graphics still hold up today. Um, I think the animations still hold up. The gameplay is a little, I, I wouldn't say dated, but I, I think, again, it's, it's a little rough first... though, like the third person shooting, right? That's what you're. Yeah. We're talking about the definitive edition and then the Shadow def- and Rise. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, did you, did you see, there was a, there was that footage of, I think it was a PS five running it on high fidelity and high frame rate mode that came out today. And it actually looks amazing. Even the YouTube stream of it, which obviously is like degraded quality, um, looks amazing. It's just, it's, it's yeah. honestly a game they use a lot of times for benchmarks because it has such great textures and lighting yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a great. Yeah. Game. I can't wait to, to play the whole thing through again. Cause I'm anxious to, or excited to see if the, the new reboot Lara Croft will make that list of inspirational female characters. So, yeah, I, I loved all of those games and I would love to go back and play the definitive edition. Cause I don't know if I ever played that on Xbox one. I think I, I guess I didn't. So I, because I, I had zero achievements on it. So I'm, oh, I, you're I must lucky. not, I know I must oh, not man. have. 
See, there's a whole other meta game right there. It's like I can't replay it if I'm not going to earn achievements. You know how it is, Chance. Well, <laughs> boys, I have dropped in the war zone a little bit, like I'd mentioned. I played some Halo MCC. I don't know if you guys do this, but they have those Xbox quests. You know, I don't know if you've checked out the rewards. And I sometimes I jump in and I do it. I've earned like I literally got forty dollars from my all of the quests I've done that I spent that bought my DLC to Doom that purchased Death's Door. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about that, but we'll talk about that in a second. And it's completely worth it if you can do it. I wish I figure or I should look up a way to spam and you know mine the points by like doing Bing searches, you know, but. Uh, it's pretty easy. Like I'm already almost up to four thousand, and once you get to like around eight or nine or ten thousand somewhere in there, that's ten bucks in Microsoft uh, points or whatever, or cash or gift cards. So highly recommend if you if you um, aren't doing that already. But guys, I'm excited to say that last night at around twelve thirty p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I beat Narita Boy, and. I- it almost got me there. I was at the final boss and I actually had to beat it twice because the first time I did it, I did a recording of it right away. And then when it came back to the game, I was pressing a to advance the dialogue and nothing, it wasn't registering like it normally was. And I was like, are you serious? I thought it was going to screw me out of the achievement. I was so mad. I was like, this can't be happening. This can't be unplugged it, replugged the controller, tried it it was glitched out. And so I had to do it all over again and it was not easy, but <laughs> I beat the final boss twice and I really love Narita boy chance. I saw you jumped into it for a little bit before I give my quick review. Uh, I want to hear, what did you think of what you played so far? I liked it. You know, what kind of deterred me a little bit from it. And I hope you have the answer for this is so much flashing lights that kind of distracted me, and I don't know that I get. I don't. I certainly haven't ever had any um, major health concerns from them, but it was it was too much. Well, let's get into the review because I'm going to address that right now. So this is an official Xbox record. This review of Narita Boy. Uh, it took me about. I think it was somewhere around. I don't know, maybe 12, 14 hours. I don't know if it really took that long, but I did take my time. I did everything. I got a thousand out of a thousand on it. I think it could have been shorter depending on, but I I think the game length was perfect. So let's go. I would describe this game as uh, Outer World or Another World. I don't know if you guys played that on Super Nintendo and Another World is the more recent one. Uh, Those graphics meeting 80s cyberpunk style meets Ori Combat with a little bit of Metroidvania elements. I think that's the best way to describe it. Here are the pros. It was incredibly unique style and graphics. It's not like anything I've played before. It has a very, I don't know if Chance ever got to experience some of this, it has a really interesting story that was shared to you in cool little memory uh, type things that you find. Uh, I think the combat was satisfactory for the most point at times. There were cool and varied bosses that I enjoyed fighting. And like I kind of said earlier, it was just a very cool, diverse, unique delivery of levels and gameplay. Cons. First con. Photo sensitivity is real with these graphics. And it even says it at the beginning of the game that if if you're photosensitive at all, don't play it. And it's pretty bad. You're right, Chance. And there were times where I'm like, this is, I I can't even look at this. And I didn't think it was ever, you know, 
it didn't stop me as much as like it did you apparently, but there are times where I'm like, this is ridiculous and I don't like this. So the photosensitivity, I don't know if they can patch that or not. I don't know. That's just so it the didn't style they change. Went with. No, it, it, I don't, it was really bad with those memories with like that, whatever there was one of those TVs, like, it, no, it's throughout the whole game, man. Like there's no way you can avoid it. And if you're having problems now, then no, I don't think you're going to make it. So that, that really sucks. Uh, there were a few frustrating bosses, not that they were too hard, but I definitely felt like things were like, I would be like, this is dumb. Like, I can't do this. Like, this is stupid. Like I'm just getting frustrated, but eventually, you know, I, I, you'd figure it out and get by, but it was definitely like, uh, whereas I, I don't know, like Ori, and I'm trying to think of other Metroidvania games. I just, I always felt like it was fair. Like sometimes these games don't feel fair, you know? And then encounters became a little repetitive at times, especially at the end. They were just spamming enemies at you. And there was a lot of times where you'd just be walking and nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden enemies would be there. So as cool as it was, there were definitely some cons. So overall, I'd give this a seven out of 10, a good game. I do think it is a very good game. I highly recommend Narita Boy if you can deal with the photosensitivity things. Uh, I really enjoyed the unique presentation and story. It's not like any game I've played before. The only real thing holding it back from an eight or a nine to me uh, was uh, sometimes there were a lot of empty times walking around and backtracking, repetitive enemy encounters, but that was about it and the photosensitivity. Um, I can't wait for the sequel. They set up a sequel very clearly at the end and it's actually really cool and I don't want to spoil it. I don't know a chance if you'll be able to, but it was it's cool. and. I can't say too much, but they clearly are like, hey, we're going to make another game and it's going to be like this is how I would say it. And this is a gem that I wouldn't have played if not for Game Pass. So shout out to Game Pass. Uh, shout out to the developers. I was going to write it down. I'm so sorry. Maybe I'll add that another time to the Narita Boy developers. I loved it. And sadly, I just want to add this little statistic here. Only 5% of gamers finish this game. And we should have a discussion on that as well. And when you look at achievements, like... I think it's something like 20% of gamers actually finish games, which is crazy. So that's stu my review Studio, Studio Koba. Studio, Studio Koba. Shout out yeah. to Studio Koba. Thank you. You just went up a notch. Thank you. Uh, okay. Assistance of the co-host. Thank you so you much. Power for rankings game. up in here. Uh, shout out. Studio what? Was it Koba? Koba. Shout out to Studio Koba for... Well, maybe maybe they'll hear your review and listen to XRT become big hey, fans, obviously. And then yeah, in the sequel, they'll reduce the, the photosensitivity, you know? They'll uh, address it. Yeah. Oh, and I did mention last week that there was this one part where you're on this horse, and I guess it was really hard, and people were, like, really pissed about it. They definitely patched that, and it was easy. Like, I got through it on the first try, so that was good. Um, looking back, like, thinking about it right now, I, I, it was fair. It, it was a good... It was a great game. The more I think about the boss thing, I'm like, eh, that, that's subjective, right? Like, difficulty with that, so... Highly recommend it, Chance. I'm sorry that the, the photosensitivity thing I completely agree with. Like, it's it's bad. So that is my review of Narita Boy. Uh, Chance, did you want to ask anything else? Sorry. Yeah, I'm just bummed because I was really intrigued by the way the the memory thing worked. And I did watch yeah, that was the really first cool. memory, I think. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this is great. I'm yeah. excited to see how this plays out. And what a neat. Exactly. Um, very different, right? And Yeah. And, just kind of, I'll probably try it again, um, but may, I might yeah. try it on my phone. Actually, I know you Maybe. said you said probably not because it is one of those Ori-like games, but I don't think the flashing will be as bad on my phone. Maybe, yeah, you're right. Maybe because you know you've got that fancy OLED and the deep blacks and the HDR content. So I, guys, I, I definitely recommend it. So. 
why don't we jump into the Xbox news for the week, if that's all right with you guys. First story, and this is coming from Call of Duty News, is the tweet I saw. The California state government has filed a lawsuit against Activision Blizzard for some truly horrifying workplace issues, including what the lawsuit uh, alleges as frat culture at work. And I also kind of copied a, a, a tweet from Richard Hogue. I think it's Hogue Law, uh, a big fan of Last Stand Media, and he's a, a lawyer who specializes and makes content around video games. And uh, there are allegations here of systemic under, underpayment for women, felicitation of harassment, general cultural issues that are serious and deserve to be taken seriously. And this is, again, he's a lawyer who really looked into it and made some videos on it. Um, I just want to hear your thoughts on um, when you read about this lawsuit. And I know we hear a lot of lawsuits are recently with Ubisoft, Ubisoft and similar situations. Jose, why don't you, I want to hear your thoughts on this because you're kind of the, uh, the, you went to the Harvard of the West. So I'd like to hear your intellectual <laughs> thoughts on this, please. Absolutely. Shout out to UNC, Harvard of the West. Um, <laughs> so I, two things I, I i didn't know a whole lot about this like i'd kind of heard i think rumblings about it uh and then the one thing i saw today i don't know if it was on twitter or where i saw it but um apparently there was a big sit-in in a bunch of the blizzard servers like digitally virtually people were sending their characters to do like a sit-in um which sounds kind of silly but uh it's it's a it was prominent enough to make a story and i think it's it's a, the idea is that it's sending the message that like as a gaming community that I, I think we, we talked about this in the past that there are many t places where there's a lot of negativity in our history uh, and still a lot of places where that exists today. I'm not saying it's gone by any means, but um, I, I like to see that the, the climate and culture is shifting to say that like, look, it's, it's not okay to be a jerk or to do bad things and just say like, Oh, that's just what we do. We're gamers. You know, we don't, you know, it's the land of the law that's lawless. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful that this is being, kind of light is being shut upon it and hopefully maybe rectify it in some way. Um, what's I think is definitely going to be challenging and unfortunate, not necessarily for Blizzard or Activision. I mean, if, if they are supporting this kind of a culture, that's definitely not great. Don't want to support that is that it's going to do have really sweeping issues with the company, right? With all of their games and their IP and stuff like that. And, and that it's a big, big challenge. I mean, it's something where, especially with regards to like the female stuff, like that's, it's, ridiculous to me that in 2021 there are companies where there's still like rampant unfair pay or where you're encouraging this kind of culture like absolutely not acceptable um so i'm glad to see that they're they're pursuing it um I, I guess the harder question is i don't know what what is the outcome that everybody wants other than of course like we want it to stop yes but like i don't know how that's that's harder to that's harder than it sounds to play out in games because you know i just playing their games you wouldn't necessarily know about that culture you know what i'm saying um and so I don't know, maybe it's a change of leadership. Maybe it's a cleaning of house kind of thing. I don't know. But again, just glad to see that people are saying that this is not okay and taking a stand and hopefully making everything better, right? A more accepting community is better for all of us at all times. Um, so that's, I yeah. guess, just my general and, thoughts. And I mean, I agree. Like some of the stuff obviously is horrific and you don't want that happening in any workplace. But the problem I have with a lot of these, or not problem, I guess, is it just kind of is difficult to make any judgments or anything because like it's it's a lawsuit, right? Like nothing has come out yet we don't know if these people are really guilty or if these people are just claiming this or they could be innocent you know so like that's what's difficult for me when i see these things is like we got to wait until we see the outcome of these lawsuits and 
if these people are really guilty or not. And if they are, like, obviously get them out. And you, and I like what you said about how the negativity, like, we get, just get rid of it. And I've seen some tweets recently, and I, I forgot who said it, but it's like, I, I finally feel like people are, are just kind of um, over this, you know, these keyboard warriors complaining in console wars and just being all negative all the time. It's like, dude, just grow up. And like, if you have a problem with me, I'm blocking you right away. We don't need that. And we, it's just, it's getting out of control. And I feel like where people are finally just have had enough of it and they're moving on. So chance, do you have any thoughts on the whole lawsuit with Activision? I mean, you don't really play I, many of their games. No, but it, it does make me think, cause we were just having this conversation. Um, I think most people know my wife is eight months pregnant and, this is our second child, and during the whole pregnancy from start to finish, um, it re- it taught me for the first time how utterly and completely useless the male body is as a species, like biologically speaking. I, I think evolution, yeah, I assume you both feel exactly the same way. Um, that like 10,000 years from now, there won't be men, I don't think, right? Like, because we are useless, and to see all the things that like my wife and your wife and all females go through for that is just mind boggling. And to think that that would ever translate in a workspace or really any space where you could put someone down just for being a woman. Like I, I don't get it because I, I the, again, all yeah. the women that are close to me in my life are way stronger and better yeah. than me at pretty much everything they do. And, and so I, I don't know where that comes from. Um, yeah, it's weird. It's like because we're in education, and it's I think most probably female dominated, right? So for the most, would you say that? I mean, percentage wise, maybe at elementaries and lower levels. I think it depends at the level. Yeah, I think it's definitely dominated at the elementary level, and it's it's changing. I think at the secondary level, but I, yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, our superintendent's female. She's rad. I really like working for her. Um, and I, the, the females that I work with are amazing and powerful and strong and like, yeah, just, I, I mean, it's I just, it's, it's, I've never been in a world that's not treated women yeah, like, like it's that. So, so it's hard for me to understand. To me, like this could be happening, like, especially, I don't know, at a, a video game developer. Like what, what, it's what such do a they big have? one too, right? Like you would just think like, how does that not get out the second it happens and just get shot down immediately? Well, right. Like. Again, because we're not women and we're not in that position, so we don't know what it's what it's like to be, play, you know, like if, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for, discriminated against because of our sex, you yeah. know, like that's not something we have ever really to think about. And you you brought up women just being, it's just, we're going to be like a sorry. It's just going to be women everywhere, just like in Mass Effect. Like it, I, I, I can remember not knowing, not understanding that the first time and then playing it again however many years later and being like, See, that's what I was talking about. We are just yep. going to, evolution is just going to write us out because we really are pretty much useless. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't imagine giving birth. Like, and Allie carrying twins, like insane. Like, insane. Can you imagine that? Like, no. she had a, a I, nine pound and an eight pound baby inside of her. And I'm a huge baby when I get a cold. You can ask my <laughs> wife, she'll verify. I couldn't imagine uh, yeah, being it's, pregnant. You're no, right, the human no. race would have been what, like it would have lasted like three people long. Like, oh, yeah. dudes have to give birth. Yeah, no, we're yeah, right. We're yeah, out of here. No, so, <laughs> a huge shout out to all those powerful and awesome women in our lives. And I need to go upstairs and give Allie a hug and kiss or something because she's been through a lot for me. I guess. All right, love you, Allie. Moving on to the next story. Uh, we'll, oh, I just wanted to say we'll keep an eye on this lawsuit, and it sucks to hear about and. 
What's also kind of strange is Activision hasn't announced the new Call of Duty, and it usually has been announced by now. So I don't know if this has anything to do with that or eventually down the road, but um, waiting to hear about Call of Duty. And I'm also thinking that they're probably paired up with PlayStation again, and that's probably why they're waiting to do some event with them. And I, I do have one other thing to say. I'm proud of of us through you, Dan, I guess, from the standpoint that like it is important to wait till you get a little bit more facts before making some widespread judgments on things. Um, obviously, you hope that some of the things that you've read aren't as true or something, but it's it's nice to kind of be like, I don't have to have an opinion or hate X, Y, and Z yet because I haven't seen any facts, so... Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And uh, I think that's often forgotten about. And then you'll see the opposite effect on Twitter being like, oh, we should lay it on Activision. Maybe these people are innocent. So we'll keep our eye on that. Let's move on to the next story. Uh, This is from Raphael Lacoste. I think that's how you pronounce it. He's probably French. Good morning, all. This is from his Twitter. It is not without emotion. I have to tell you that after eight assassins, 16 years at Ubisoft, I've decided to set sails on new adventures and challenges. I would like to thank from the bottom of my heart, our wonderful community and the incredible talents that I've had the chance to collaborate with over these amazing years. Thank you to Ubisoft for your trust and fantastic projects as we brought life, brought it, brought to life together. Bye for now. These years will remain unforgettable. Uh, Ubisoft has been a nice home for me for 16 years, and I'm very touched about this. The trust they gave me as well as the opportunities, but it was time to do another leap of faith. So Raphael Lacoste, Lacoste, it was... That was a nice reference there, the leap of faith. Just want to throw that out. Yes, Assassin's Creed, yes. Uh, He was uh, the art director over there for Assassin's Creed. I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So like we mentioned last week and or maybe previous weeks, Ubisoft is going through some changes. A lot of people are leaving Assassin's Creed, possibly going to the live service games. He, This guy's clearly been instrumental to the franchise for many, many years. Chance, does it concern you with all these people leaving and particularly this uh, art director leaving? What Does this just reaffirm your thoughts on where Assassin's Creed is heading? Yeah, in terms of concern, no, because like I said, I'm not planning to keep riding that wave. Um, I think it, not nothing's ever going to last forever, right? So it, it was time, like, dang, that guy was there for 16 years working on nothing but one video game over and over. How many people last 16 months in the jobs that they do, let alone 16 years? And so um, I don't think it's ever bad to have a little bit of a fresh perspective. It might not be what I w- am looking for, but that doesn't have to mean it's a bad thing. Jose, do you think this was related to uh, this mass exodus at Ubisoft, or do you think this guy genuinely just wanted to change, or do you I think mean, he would I, still be there potentially? I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know why it couldn't be both. Uh, you know, I, I think, I think Chance said it really well. Is just because he's leaving doesn't mean that it's on bad terms, uh, and that maybe honestly, after sixteen years, you you do want to do something else. Um, I mean, maybe not. I mean, maybe maybe it is the unfortunate scenario that he was like, I want to do this. And they said no. And he said, OK, I'm going to bounce. Um, I mean, I'm sure he'll land on his feet. I wish, of course, the best for him. You know, but I also think of it uh, just to draw a parallel here. So like uh, I know I bring a lot of things back to Apple, one of my favorite companies. But like when Steve Jobs passed away, a lot of people thought Apple was just going to like tank and it was the end of the company. Um, and and then t- Tim Cook takes over and, uh, it's and done, he's done, done great things. He's doing amazing things. The, the AirPods, the HomePods, the M1 chip. All, I could go on for days. But, oh, here we um, go, guys. 
but I, I, the point the point of the story is that simply you know it's just a change uh and is like i'm i'm on i'm with chance in the sense that like i'm ready to take a break from assassin's creed but that doesn't mean they're going to be bad games it doesn't mean that they're doomed to fail like i am not the end all be all decision of that and maybe it will be great i mean maybe it'll be so good that i'll be like actually i kind of want to check it out you know i guess we'll see what they do and uh at the very least i think of it also as a hopeful place for maybe someone else to step up right so maybe someone who's been there only two years three years or maybe only two three months to say like I want that job. I'm going to work for it and hear my ideas and maybe they're great. So that's maybe the optimistic outlook as well. Nice. Very, very nice thoughts there. And I do want to say that, uh, no, Apple has not been as amazing as you say they are after Tim Cook has took over, but we can talk about that another time. You want to see their Uh, stock price right now? Oh gosh. It's not because of him. Let's (laughs) move on. I do want to say on the note of Assassin's Creed, I'm probably going to buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And as much as I hate to say that because, how many hours did I just do nothing in Odyssey? You can just and, borrow my copy. I have the hard copy. You can borrow. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know. I'm that. not playing maybe, it anytime soon. Maybe I will do that. I just I kind of got an itch to play Assassin's Creed, so I'm I'm happy though that I don't. I was kind of concerned. I'm like I'm gonna have to beat this because there's gonna be a new one soon. But with all the talk about it not being a while, maybe I can just continue to wait and take my time. And when I really get that Assassin's Creed itch, you know, I can play Valhalla, and then down the road I'll have a new experience. So. I like what Jose said. Maybe this will bring something new and more positive. But sticking with Ubisoft, I'm so sorry, guys. I want to be positive, but we gotta we gotta call them out. You know when they when things aren't as good. So in case you missed it, and this is from our old friend Nibel over on on Twitter, July 21st, he tweeted Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, which launched uh, in August on August on mobile last August, will shut down. The- this October, and this is, a, I don't even know what this game is. It looks like, again, like Tom Clancy's X Defiant, just a smorgasbord of random Tom Clancy IP shoved into a game. It's being shut down uh, in about a year. So there's about 13 what, people that are real upset right now. <laughs> what is going on at Ubisoft, you guys? Again, had any of you heard of this game before? Nope. I've never even seen a preview for it. <laughs> I remember hearing about this last year because it had uh, Sam Fisher in it from Splinter Cell. That's it. Again, Ubisoft refuses to make a Splinter Cell game but use him in everything else but an actual Splinter Cell game. Again, I, I'm so sorry, Ubisoft. Maybe you'll prove me wrong, but what are you guys doing? What is X Defiant? By the way, have you heard reactions to X Defiant? It's not good across the board. <laughs> like everything <laughs> I've listened to, other podcasts, other people are like, what are you guys doing? Even McCaffrey and uh, Destin over on Unlocked were like, this is not what anybody is asking for. You guys are trying to cling on to something like, again, trying to, to catch a wave when it's already passed or something. Yeah. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. Chance, come on here. here I got to hear what you have to say about this random game closure. Yeah, I just, uh, okay, okay. I don't, I don't, I really don't know what to say. I, I, the older I get and the more I learn about how some things in the business world work, um, I have to imagine, and I hope this isn't the case, but there is some petty grudge that somebody with a lot of power and a lot of ego really high up is just like, ma, Sam Fisher, ma, nah, right? And like, just does not want to see that man grace his own game again. I, I, I truly believe that because otherwise, what the hell are they thinking? 
Isaiah, do you have any thoughts on this closure so, of the game that you I mean, heard I, of? And remember, what was the other one we talked about last? Hyperscape? Like, what yeah, Hyperscape. Still, I didn't even look that up. I didn't care to afterwards. Uh, so here's, I was trying to make sense of this in terms of like, so, so what is going on? Like, and I, like, I like what, I like Chance's theory. I think that's a, not a bad theory that someone just has it in for Sam Fisher or maybe it's an IP that's protected somewhere. Like, and the person who owns it is not allowing it. I mean, that's always a possibility. The other reason though, I was just trying to think about like why they, why the X, what's it called? X defiant. Um, I didn't even know what it's called. And I signed up for the beta. Thanks guys. Um, was <laughs> because it's just it has to do with the economics of it right so like even even if it's not a great battle royale system and i know it's not even supposed to be a battle royale but it's it's trying to it's trying to ride that wave the ride the wave of fortnite and pubg hero and shooter, and hero shooter. but that's what they're calling it but they're what they want is the same kind of crowd that's gonna okay. it's the microtransaction they, they want, argument again that's what it is yes. that they what's up cora how you doing hi cora Good shout to out see to you. cora fan shout out to cora hi cora Hi. <laughs> uh, they're just trying to capitalize on the money, right? They, they, even if even if they can only get a million people to subscribe, and even if only half of those people spend, let's say, a dollar on some DLC or content, that's still half a million dollars, right? And, and as unfortunate as that sounds, maybe that's enough for what that they need to, to make this worth it, even though it, it's not going to go down in the annals of history as a great game. It's not going to have a sequel. Like, they're just looking for money. And I mean, maybe it is an Ubisoft thing overall, but remember, Ubisoft's a, a, a huge company. I mean, it, it's not something where like one dude is making the decision, all these games and all the directions. It's it's a president and then these 10 other department heads and each of them have people below them. I mean, it's just, a, it's a huge yeah. beast that you can't control. You know what I mean? Like it's... In, what, Jose, you know what would make them even more money? A, a Splinter Cell game. game. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I exactly. You know, exactly. Clearly, this mobile game didn't make them anything since they're shutting it down. You're, like you said, oh, well, maybe if some people play it, if you're shutting down a game in less than a year, clearly that isn't profitable. Yeah, it's not a great nothing. trend for sure. And Hyperscape, supposedly, I heard that that's still going on and they're in like season three. God bless those people, the hundred people who are still playing that. And I'm just letting you guys know, X Defiant is not going to be the answer. So Ubisoft, please make Tom Clancy games that people like. I, I know the, the, this, the landscape of gaming is changing. We're going live service, microtransactions. Figure out a way to do that in the IPs that people care about. But you have to make your game that people want to play first. You can't just put some stuff together with your IP and put it out there and expect people to play it just because it's Tom Clancy. It's not going to happen. We'll see what happens with X defiant shout out to Chipotle bear for signing up for the beta. Cause Lord knows I will not touch that moving <laughs> on to our next uh, news. We had the big EA, whatever EA play thing, EA play event that was on the 22nd. Unfortunately, my prediction on Mass Effect multiplayer coming to Legendary Edition did not happen. That makes me very sad, Jose, because I really wanted that. And Chance knows. So I loved their multiplayer. I'm still sad. I don't know why they couldn't have put that in the game. It's, uh, I, I, speaking of EA, tying it back, Ubisoft used to be this awesome company. I always play their games. I thought they could make all the right decisions. Now I f And remember, everyone hated on EA. I feel like it's shifting, you guys. I feel like EA mm -hmm. is making the right decisions lately with the Dead Space announcement, with Battlefield going back to how it was, with the Mass Effect Legendary Edition going back to Mass Effect. Like I feel like they've learned from their... It's, it's kind of similar to the 
Xbox One and how horrible that launched and now where they are in a position now, I think they're ahead of the curve. Again, the more I think about Game Pass and all the services they're giving out, Xbox is ahead of the curve, Jose. We talked about this before. Yeah, so, absolutely. Moving back to EA. EA, you guys are killing it lately. I still hate you guys for the Madden Ultimate team and not having franchise call the <laughs> Madden and FIFA, but whatever. That's how you guys make billions and billions and billions of dollars. So I guess until dumb gamers like us stop buying it, well, not us, but you know what I meant, buy the yep. Ultimate team. So Nibble over on Twitter, uh, this is about Battlefield Portal, and this was kind of like the big announcement was, and it, uh, I don't know if this is, I guess this is tied into Battlefield 2042. Basically, Battlefield Portal includes these maps at launch. There's, there's Battle of the Bulge and El Alamin from 1942. From Bad Company to there's Alica Harbor, one of my all-time favorite maps, and Valparaiso, I don't remember that, but I'm sure I would if I played it. Battlefield 3 is Caspian Border and the Nachshar Canals. Good and God. So basically, um, <laughs> these are... Sorry, can you, how do you pronounce it? Nachshar. It's Valparaiso is the first one. Valparaiso. And Aleman, which is German and Spanish, and Caspian Border. Alamin. And the Nachshar Canals? Like, that one's Nosh- not even that hard. It just has an extra H. <laughs> Anyway, these are old maps from some of the favorite Battlefield franchises, which you will be able to play in Battlefield 2042 and customize and do whatever you want with it. It was a cool trailer where they had one team with knives, one team with defibrillators. Basically, they're like, hey, you remember nostalgia? We bet you do. We love Battlefield nostalgia. Here's some favorite maps that you get to do, and you'll be able to play these at launch. I'm sure they'll contribute to them. I think this is really cool. It's kind of similar to what Halo does, bringing back some of the classic maps and allowing you to play them in a new, reimagined way. This is going to bring back some Battlefield member berries for me, you guys. I cannot wait. Battlefield continues to look amazing. But again, I'm still concerned because the last time get diced. that we're going to get diced, I have a bad feeling that we're all going to get diced. So, Jose, tell me what you're thinking about this Battlefield Portal. Well, I have a question, and and I I just saw the release trailer and a little bit on it. I didn't I didn't dig in probably as much as I should have. Is this? I know this is part of Battlefield 2042, but is this also in the multiplayer, or is this like a separate? game within the multiplayer like i that's what i was trying to figure out because at first i was like oh they're just old maps and i was like cool but then they were also talking about like you said the, the defibrillators and the knives was a great example is it like where you're choosing the settings or you're saying like yeah. i want to play this map and i want this weapon type because then i was concerned about like well, what if i chose something so suspicious so specific how would i get enough players to play my game that i haven't coordinated myself that's yeah, right I, I, tell me about I, that yeah, so I think what this is going to be like, it's going to be its own separate mode of multiplayer within 2042. If you want to play the traditional Rush, Conquest, whatever modes, that'll be focused on the 2042 maps. But if you want to do your own stuff and play in custom servers, which is, I'm guessing, what they're going to do, that's where Battlefield Portal will come in. And that's what we would do. I don't know if you remember this. In Battlefield 3 or 4, I can't remember. But basically, yeah, we would join like these servers that we would save. And there, I can't remember, Miggy, shout out to Miggy. He would remember, yeah. gosh, the the these specific guys, I think I want to say Mon or Rons or something, Zons, or, they had this server we'd go to because uh-huh. they, they had a great selection of rush maps and modes, and we would just join their server to get in because we knew that they were going to be great games. So I'm thinking that's what this is going to be. You're going to have to rent your server, or they'll allow people to rent it, and it'll be custom game types and modes with these selected maps and stuff like that. So... 
Does that? I mean, I think. I've, yeah, it does. Thank you. I, I think it's going to be awesome. I, I the nostalgia is great. I love that they're they're um, kind of remembering their roots, like you said, the member berries. That's a, that's a great way to put it. Um, I'll be honest though, I don't know how much we'll actually play it. Like maybe we will a lot. I, I mean, I, I definitely want to play some Bad Code Two maps. Dude, I don't know how. Yes. But I, but I, but I, but I just, but I want to play Conquest and Rush on those maps. Yes. I don't want to play like well, Defibs versus Knives. If so that's, we, I guess that's the piece that I want to, I want to see in action. You can contribute to the XRT official server and I'll rent out a server and we'll build our own modes and then we can throw in the maps that we want and the game modes we want. And then people I mean, will join. Dope. If you do certain modes, like, cause not, not everybody wants to dish out the money to rent a server. So if they see something they're like, oh man, rush these maps, heck yeah, I want to join. So Chance, do you have any thoughts on the old portal? Yeah, I can remember paying money to have a server that we did one time and it was I can remember it was just like my turn to spend 10 bucks on it for what the two weeks or whatever it was. Um, but it was constant. That is exactly what we were looking for to play. I can remember just being blown away by how cool that was. Um, and again, now that I, we've talked, we talk about this so often now that money isn't necessarily the issue. It's more about time. It's like, hell yeah, I'll spend an extra 10 bucks and play exactly what I want to play for the two hours rather than spending an hour and a half, like waiting for the right thing to pop up. I love it. And, and I think what's super rad about it is the cross platform aspect, especially if it works in the portal too, it'll be so sick. Cause our entire friend group, it doesn't matter if you're PS five PC master race or, xbox you literally could we could all still play together on our custom games we give miggy the control because honestly he's the one who could probably create the best maps and games because he's played literally all of them yeah um that's so a, I, actually i think it's rad yeah that's i was gonna say that's a really good point like i don't you shouldn't have to worry about players with crossplay. like that shouldn't be an issue anymore and i'm not sure if they're gonna do pc with uh xbox and or with consoles i should say but if i mean if xbox and ps5 players are together then we shouldn't have any issues with players so I, again i am battlefield continues to impress me but i'm still hesitant from being diced the last few games and nobody you guys know that nobody's a bigger battlefield fan than me at times i was all in i battlefield that company too might be my number one multiplayer game i had some serious so memories. much fun man so so much uh, we played that so much and so I love Battlefield. I'm super excited. I still haven't pre-ordered it. I'm going to, but you know, we'll we'll see. What's the release? Eleven eleven? Is that the release date? Uh I don't I don't it's know. November, right? I though? thought it was I thought it was October, actually. It doesn't matter. We'll we'll figure it out. But I mean, moving on more with from the EA play, the other big story, and this is specifically dedicated to Chipotle. Well, I mean, I love it this game too, but Chipotle Bear. Uh, this is coming from our friend Shinobi. Shout out to Shinobi. Hopefully we'll have you on the show sometime. Uh, obviously coming from the EA Play conference. Dead Space remake is officially announced. Everything completely rebuilt in Frostbite. Visuals, 3D audio, gameplay, animations. No load screens. They want to remain as faithful to the original as possible. Enhan enhancements to limb dismemberment. No MTX. Not sure what that is. And so Dead Space has officially been announced. We talked about it before with the rumor. Jose, tell me what you're thinking I mean, about the new Dead Space. So uh, quick, quick aside, 
October 22nd, Battlefield. Just throwing that out for our listeners in case you want to pre-order. That's what I thought. Uh, no, I'm actually, back to Dead Space, I am so pumped, man. I, I mean, obviously, we we, ha- we heard the rumors. You know, it's, the more rumors you hear, the more likely it's going to come. So it wasn't like a complete shock out of nowhere that we were going to get Dead Space. But um, the, re- the re- response and release was incredible. And even the trailer, even though it was literally like 15 seconds and you really didn't get to see anything, a little bit of obviously their lighting work and that kind of stuff. Just got, I got the chills. I was so excited, man. And and I think also what I really love, a couple of things were, it's definitely not the whole series. So they're not pulling a mass effect where they're releasing all three at once and saying, have so much fun, you know, just an homage to everything we remember. They're doing it one by one. Uh, and they're really putting the time into, he. I, I watched an interview from one of the developers, the head developers, and he said, look, we have all the old models of all the characters and items and guns. He goes, we're not just taking those and retexturing them you know, adding more polygons. He goes, we are literally rebuilding them from the ground up in the Frostbite engine, which is the same engine that they use in like Battlefield 3 and 4, which is a great engine. Um, and he said, we really want it to be an immersive experience. I love the no load screens because he even said in the interview, like, I literally want this to be a game where if you had the time, you'd be so engrossed that you don't want to put it down. So there's never a time where it pauses and you're like, okay, I can I can leave and go get dinner. Like, you just want to play all the way through. Um, you know, obviously, he talked about trying to keep the level of gore basically where it's at and and make it just a really exciting, really exciting um adventure again like feel like it's new even though obviously they're keeping most of the same story but the other piece of it that i thought was interesting for those that obviously didn't see that interview was he actually said that they are gonna try to really work with fans as they redevelop one two and three and i don't know what that means but what he what it sounds like they're talking about is trying to include uh possible small changes here and there you know what i'm saying with the with the game to make it more engaging that kind of stuff so i got really excited dan what do you got I was just going to say, yeah, they're going to cancel out three because that was not a good game. And they're going to, well, maybe they'll make it. it. Maybe they'll, and make maybe it parts of two. One is the best, hands down. One's the best. Is. Two is. is people, some people think two's their favorite. One's better. Two was, you could see them leaning more towards the action versus the survival horror, which was one. Mm-hmm. Um, Bubble Boy, what what do you think? First of all, which one's your favorite? And, oh, one. Um, one. And I'm so excited by everything about this. And like, true announcement now because I would have been not bummed if it was one, two, and three altogether, but I know myself and I would have played one, two, and three all in one sitting, right? Like I would have wanted to finish all of them and I'm really glad it's just one so I can pick up one, have an amazing time with it, and then be done. I probably would skip two and three. Um, MTX, by the way, is microtransactions. That's... um, abbreviation for microtransactions so um we've talked about our feelings on those so don't need to rehash that but i'm sure some people are excited that that won't happen um this is exactly what i want in a remake right like everything completely rebuilt in frostbite like jose said no load screens can't wait gonna be amazing it, it actually it might be the depending on when it comes out because that was the big thing there's no release date and they've they've a lot of people asked they said we're not sure yet um, so it's, it doesn't sound like it's anytime real soon, probably at least 2022. Um, it might be something that forces me to get an OLED because just like looking at some of the blacks they're going to have in the game and the lighting that shadow detail, be, the OLEDs. it looks real crispy. Uh, so I don't know, man. So I'm excited or I'm just going to go, I'm going to buy a ticket for a chance and his wife to go to Mexico and I'm just going to go play at his house for like a week <laughs> while he's gone. Speaking of OLEDs, Jose, I did see at the Costco by us. A 65-inch for $15.99, their display oh, model. Oh, God, so, don't tell um, me that. It still it's... comes with a warranty, by the way. So just throwing it out there, 65-inch, 1500 That That's I was like, ooh, 
That's tempting. real tempting right there. Yeah. So I'm excited for Dead Space. You guys knocked it out of the park with that. Um, basically, this is a Resident Evil 2 situation where they're going to remake it, and hopefully it's going to be just as amazing. So Resident Evil 3 is on sale. I'm still debating whether or not I should buy it. You guys, Did you both play it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it, it, it is. It was dope, oh. dude. It was, it was really good. <laughs> is it worth twenty bucks? Oh, oh, twenty bucks. Absolutely worth it for twenty bucks. And and you'll love it because it is short and sweet. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, it's fun. So dude. that it's... ties into the next story. I was just going to briefly say is that the ultimate game sale is back, and this is through August fifth. So if you guys are listening, there's a bunch of sweet deals. I'm torn between getting AC Valhalla Gold Edition. Or fifty, or the base game at thirty, or getting Resident Evil Three is the other one. But um, just wanted to do that little announcement that the game sale is going on. And before we hit our final story here, I, I guess it's not really a story. Well, yeah, it is. So before we go into the final story, I just wanted to say there have also been a lot of previews for Psychonauts Two, and I specifically have been avoiding them because. I'm already all in and excited for this game. And from what I've heard from people, as soon as they start talking about it, they're like, guys, this is like really, really, really phenomenal and it's going to be a game of the year contender. And so after I hear that, I'm like, all right, I'm going to skip this section of the podcast or news story or a Twitter. I don't want to hear any more about Psychonauts. I'm already all in. I'm super excited for this. I didn't play the first. But are you going to go back and play? It's on the Game Pass right now. Time, I know it's all about the time, dude. There's it would it co- would be a good XCloud one though because it's not it, it would yeah. run really well on on a yeah. phone. It would be fine. No, I, I'm I think I'm just gonna jump into to two, and then if I love two, I'll go back. How about that? There's just we'll get into why. There's just too many games. So that's the first thing I just wanted to mention. Psychonauts two is getting awesome preview coverage, positive reviews on that. And then the other thing was that the MPD for June was out, and the Xbox was the best selling console money-wise, not units sold. So again, we've already kind of discussed that we don't really care how many Xboxes are sold. Xbox, that's nice and great for them. And it's cool to see them finally being on top for once because they probably haven't been for a decade now since the Xbox One launch. So um, that's cool and all, but Microsoft wants you to get into Game Pass and I love Game Pass. And speaking of Game Pass, the last story, and I don't even know if this is really a story, but I noticed it today. I think, yeah. So Phil Spencer tweeted this eight hours ago, and this isn't on your notes, you guys, but not necessarily a news story, but I just wanted to close with this. So (laughs) Phil Spencer tweeted this. He said, the upcoming month of Game Pass looks great. Love the diversity of games coming to both Xbox game studios and partners. Have fun playing. And I just wanted to shout out to Phil Spencer, fan of the show. Guys, so just in the basically this month, these games will have come to Game Pass or to Xbox in general. So uh, not Game Pass, but a console exclusive and, a, and on PC as well was Death Store, which I'm super excited. I bought that. I didn't even mention that earlier. I forgot to. I bought Death Store, which is getting phenomenal reviews as well, kind of like a Zelda uh, old, like a, a little indie game. I don't. Have you guys seen anything about Death Store? Oh my gosh, go look it up. Go look reviews right now. It's getting... Phenomenal reviews. I heard about it on Kind of Funny Xcast like a week or two ago. They had the developers on, and just the way they're describing it, how it's like Zelda meets. It, guys, just go watch a, a preview or a view or a trailer. I bought it. I pre-ordered it after hearing that interview. It's getting rave reviews. That store, so that came out. Okay, then we've got on July twenty seventh, we have Flight Simulator coming out to Game Pass 
and cloud and PC. These are all Game Pass games. All cloud, PC, uh, and console. The Ascent, which I'm super excited about, which I wouldn't have played. It comes out July 29th if it wasn't on Game Pass. Are we and going to, real quick, are we going to do an uh, XRT plays for the Ascent? We should. We, we should, should do three of us play for, together. Yes, if we can get that together. We need to try and carve out some time for that. Yes, yeah. I agree. And then we have Hades coming out August 13th, which I haven't played, and I've heard nothing but amazing things about that. Then we have 12 Minutes, August 19th, which I'm super pumped about. And then August 25th, we have Psychonauts. So we've got five games coming to Xbox, four of them being on Game Pass, that are all... Most of these have all gotten like Hades is was a game of the year contender. Psychonauts is getting amazing reviews. Twelve minutes has a lot of hype behind it. Flight Simulator was a ten out of ten on PC and Game Pass or on PC last year, and people are really excited for the Ascent. These are five crazy games, you guys, in the next month. So that goes back to should I really be buy anything at that game sale? Probably not nope. because I've got all these games. Save those ducats. I know everyone loves to crap on Xbox and caca on them and be super negative. Oh, they don't have any good games. Where are the games? Look at these games that are coming out in a month. And we still have Halo Infinite and Forza later this year. Like, that's crazy. And, and that, and Battlefield, and not to mention, you know, whatever third-party games are coming out. This is crazy, you guys. If, first of all, if you don't have Game Pass, you're crazy. And second of all, Chance, what are your thoughts on these freaking game just coming out. unbelievable <laughs> i know unbelievable I, I don't know how we're gonna fit it all in it'll be a new kind of That's challenge said. right of of picking this up and then switching to that and so sw- it's just unbelievable and of course i'll be trying hades again i think right i say of course i that might be one that i actually kind of i don't want to say skip but put onto the backlog but to just be fair because- you've you beat it on Switch. Oh, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. And and I have. I would love to play it again. It's absolutely worth my time to play it again. Um, I just considering when you look at that lineup, I'm like, I don't know when I'm going to squeeze it in. And since I I bought the the definitive trilogy for Tomb Raider, I just I don't I don't know when I'm going to. You guys have to, and I'm sorry that you have to, but <laughs> not sorry. I, it, <laughs> man, how do you get a better deal? Yeah, I, I'm yep. looking at this like every, like August 13th, like week 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 away. Like there are three amazing. And also, guys. let's not just forget that. Also, that's when school starts. All of us as educators, like <laughs> we just totally forgot about that part of our life. Yeah, that's true. Jose, what do you think about the incredible value that ga- that Game Pass is giving? I us think right I'm now? never going to get to Cyberpunk. That's literally what I'm thinking. That oh I yeah, I, that I said that. I got it for I Christmas last year. Literally, it's still in a box with stickers and stuff in it. <laughs> The stickers are not going to be at work by the Here's time I Here's the get positive to thing about that, Jose. Is this is good because you can wait until next, who knows what's coming out in 2022, but you can wait until maybe that, maybe April time, hopefully they'll have the next gen patch where it's native on Series X out by then. And then that's when you can, I still haven't played it either and I'd like yeah. to. So you're I'm right. waiting I'm, for you're the probably next. Right. But anyway, back to isn't this crazy value? It's, it's crazy. incredible. And I here, so here, if I'm being super honest for the listeners out there, what will happen is definitely we'll play Ascent, definitely we'll play Hades. That's like right up my alley as well. Um, Flight Simulator, I definitely will play, but I'll be super honest. It'll probably be the least amount of play, which is ironic because it's also the biggest download and will take so long to get installed. No, no, no. I'll, Did you look it? It's only like 46 gigs. 
as long as really? you have it connected to online, it streams a bunch of data. So it's, oh. yeah, I was pumped. I was like, oh, is this going to be a huge, if you do the online and offline mode, it's like a hundred gigs. But if you don't, you don't have to download the offline mode and you just have the online version oh, of it, it's only 46 gigs. So yeah. So just I mean, I'll on. definitely, I'll do a couple flights. Definitely want to fly around Colorado, Red Rocks, couple, you know, places I've been in my travels. But after that, like I, I'm not looking to play in a, to fly in a bunch of different planes and scenarios and weather and stuff. I I'm like afraid of flying. I'm afraid of heights. So that's out. But, um, no, dude, it's incredible, dude. I mean, I just, it's so awesome that like literally every time I sit down, if, even if I get bored of a game, not that I'm planning on that, but it's not like, it's like, Oh, what a waste of time or money. I spent all this money to get this game. It's like, Oh, next one. <laughs> I mean, just like, that's, that's an incredible feeling. What a, what a time to be alive. Yeah. And I, I wanted to go off what, uh, chance and you guys have been saying is you're right. I, I probably will play Flight Simulator the least, but I do want to play it, and I and it'll be on my Xbox. Absolutely. It's something to escape. And like you said, I want to fly over like specific um, areas in the game, obviously, but I haven't played Hades, so I'm excited for that. And w- I will play The Ascent. I'd like to play it with you guys, but of course, we all game at different times, and Chance goes to bed at like 5 o'clock. So, and then, He's been sleeping for two hours at this point. <laughs> yeah, he had to get up to record the show. And then the 12 minutes... And the Psychonauts, I can't wait. And what I appreciate about uh, most of these, I'm hoping, is that they're smaller sized games. And as we get older, with more yeah. responsibilities, more kids, I am in love with these shorter 10 to 15 hour experiences. Why am I thinking about getting Valhalla when I know that's going to be a 100 hour game? So just borrow uh, my copy. I told you. <laughs> shout but out. You know, but on that point, I think fast, what's man. also so cool about that too is the. the we've talked about a little bit is the cloud gaming because part of the problem we have with, with games is literally we're they're at home, right? They're at my home TV. And so like, if you have to stay late for work, if you're taking kids somewhere, if you have, you know, to be somewhere, you just, you lose micro amounts of time that add up to a significant amount of time. I think it's super dope that assuming the cloud starts to work really well, that I could like take a controller in my bag to work. And if I'm stuck there for two hours before a basketball game, I can be like, you know, an hour of work and then I'm going to squeeze in some time to, to jump on something like Hades, right? Like that is, oh my God, like it, it is just an incredible feeling to think that that will work. And I'm, I'm super, I'm all about it. Yeah. So shout out to Game Pass again. What a value. And I remember I was just listening. I wanted to say this too. I was listening to Finding Duke and Lord Cog, shout out to Cognito and Master Matty Plays were talking about it. And there's a writing question about how uh, people are concerned, like, well, what if, is this sustainable? Can Microsoft afford to do game pass? And Cog said this great point and he's like, and even if it does fail, who cares? Because we can enjoy it right now. Like there is no negative to us enjoying and benefiting game pass for as long as we can now. Cause it is an incredible value. And let's say it does fail a year from now, who cares? We got to enjoy all these amazing games for a stupid price. So well, Shout out it, to Cog. That was an awesome thought. I'm like, you're right. Why, who cares? We, we, we are benefiting exactly. regardless because I mean, even if it <laughs> shuts down at Microsoft, yeah, like by Christmas, imagine how much we'll be like, God, do you remember that like two years of Game Pass? It was magical time. But <laughs> the Amazing. other part of that, the, the flip side of that coin is it's not crazy. To, I'm sure they're making money. Like everybody thought Netflix was a joke and that they were never going to make money. Everybody thought that iTunes was ridiculous, a dollar per song. Like all these examples where people were like, this is ridiculous. It's not sustainable. They're never going to make money. And they now are all over our lives. Like I can't see why yeah. this wouldn't be any different, truly. 
And now, again, like I want to go into a deep dive into Game Pass when there's a slow week, but who knows with all these games coming out, I don't know if we're going to get to it. But another point is, is Game Pass is a driver for people. They have statistics on people play more games, people buy more games, and people buy games on Game Pass. Like I bought Control even though it was on Game Pass. People buy games. They're like, oh, well, I want to own my games. What is stopping you from playing the game on Game Pass? And if you love it so much from then buying it and you get it at a discount, or it's coming off of Game Pass. If you really love a game, you still have the option to buy it. Like, I I, I think people do spend more money buying games and playing games. And I, I I'm an example of it. And I don't even Absolutely. play that as many games as other people. Chance, go yeah. ahead. No, that's an entirely true. And and I'm thinking like, again, anything that helps widen the spectrum of people and access to the medium that we all love here like how is that a bad thing and now that i'm thinking about it because i'm sure there's at least one or two who do we know that doesn't have game pass my brother we, Pony. It, really? i was gonna say absolutely yeah. was gonna get he doesn't He's goose boy. maybe i don't know if goose does i hope he does i hope he does. oh i think I mean, he does because whenever we're like hey you got to check this out he's like downloading now Dude, I bet um, some of the the F boys don't have it. I, I just don't I, know. It, it how just it is, it is the best fifteen dollars. I don't yeah. spend every. I mean, I have. <laughs> I still yeah, exactly. I stacked them however many years ago. But exactly, we even stacked it through. And even I was thinking, even when that expires, oh. I, again, I want to go into the math of this. It's still worth the fifteen dollars a month. Well, okay, we're gonna do a game. The math, pass, the math is we'll so simple. The math is simple. Two games two a year. Games. If you buy more than two video games in a full calendar year, Game Pass is worth. That's just the easiest Forza, math you can do. I would do. buy Forza Horizon and Halo alone right there. Just there. And right there. That's, that's For me, Dead Space and, and Halo and easily, and there's way more than that. I would well, buy. And we're all skipping Battlefield in this fake yeah. world. <laughs> well, yeah, but that, I'm just saying those are specific games that are going to be on Game Pass. Like Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Day one. Like they have to be day one releases. But we'll talk about this. Uh, maybe we'll do this next week. And maybe hopefully we'll have a slow news week. I want to talk about Game Pass next week. So let's move on. Great discussions there, boys, to the good old days. Our favorite segment. Well, one of our favorite segments. Our listeners' favorite old, segment. Yes, Siaka's favorite segment. And this week we've got Bubble Boy N7 bringing in his memories. Let's hear it, N7. Yeah, so I had been thinking about and wanted to talk a little bit more about game guides um, and where the where everybody is on using guides for your games. I know we talked a little bit about like the invincibility and stuff, but it made me harken back to the good old days because I can remember playing Tomb Raider one, two, and three when I I would get stuck and I'd be like, I have to wait till I go to school tomorrow to talk to Ryan Reynolds. You guys, shout out to Ryan Reynolds. Um, lived on Al Qaeda with to us. Ryan. Yep, I'd be like, I just, I can't wait. And and we gotta when we walk to school together, I'm be like, but how did you get over this? And what did you do? And and it was just magical. And I'll never forget one time, um, my older brother Chase being like, well, why don't you just call him instead of just putting you the have game his down. number? Yeah, I it was like that. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, and that. There, the other thing that I did with that, with game guides that I can remember, was asking my dad, um, will you print off this, mm. this one paragraph when you go to work, right? Because, you know, big time visa bucks, they can afford to print off how, paper how, and ink. Yeah, how to take Lara Croft across this dragon bridge or something. And that I would just be, when's dad going to get home? When's he going to get home? This is going to be great. Oh, my God. 
And if, if, cause I probably asked him like seven different times, he'd be like, is there not just, can I do the whole thing at once or something? Like, what is this? Or do you, do you, is it that hard? Do you really need someone to tell you how to play this game? You jump and you shoot and, um, again, just not a thing anymore these days, right? You click it on well, your phone. It's well, still, are, it's evolved. Yeah. But I'm saying there's no, it's all right there, right? There is no, you could go and you could figure out how to get a thousand out of thousand. Not that you could necessarily do it, um, or you could learn the thing to every puzzle. Most games, or there was even a time where you had to kind of wait for some of the guides to come out, right? Because you're, you're like, oh, I might be further ahead than this person. But now the game drops, and so do all the guides, and so do all the answers to the puzzles and stuff. And so... Um, the good old days of paper guides. I was going to ask you, Chance, what did you buy? Like, you didn't even mention any of the guys. Yeah, sorry, the guys so that, did, you, yeah. that, yeah. that, that you remember buying. I, be like, I did. And you just um, went through it methodically. Um, Final Fantasy VII absolutely was one that I bought. and then, That was the one I wrote down, too. Yep. And then I bought 10. 11 wasn't a thing, right? Oh, yeah. So I bought 10, 12. And thirteen, all the guides Man, for you thirteen. You were a yeah. guide nerd. Yeah, didn't you get ten two as well? <laughs> ten two, yeah, 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 ten yeah. two. And I, I remember, th- it was thirteen. It had to have been. Maybe Chipotle, look this up while I'm saying this. When which Final Fantasy was released in two thousand ten? Um, because I brought it to maybe twelve. ACT proctoring, and I sat in your room, your old classroom. It was doing fourteen. It was 14? Yeah. No, 14 wasn't... That was like the MMO one. It says 2010 video game. It must have been Final Fantasy 13. Then It's the only one I can think of. It had to be 13 before it then. Yeah, because... 13, 2, maybe. I don't know. But either way... 12 was 2006. Because I brought it... Oh, yeah, I was... Okay. Um, I brought it and sitting in Chippo's classroom, Proctor and ACT. Yep. um, reading, Reading up on... That and then um, the last one I ever bought was Skyrim. Mm. Dude, that's oh. impressive. Chance, I'm impressed. You were a serious guides man. I'm gonna go next because I'm sh- I'm short. I can't even think of one guide that I legitimately purchased. Maybe a Final Fantasy. Maybe Final Fantasy Eight is what I'm thinking because I was all in with Final Fantasy. Yeah. I loved. I got the best sword. I got yeah. Zell's best weapon, his best limit break. Like I was all in. And shout out to Miso Pony, even though he doesn't listen to this. He replayed 8 and he's like, "Daniel, I was wrong. I need to give 8 more credit. That game is better than I remember." And a lot of people talk bad about it, and he's like, "I was wrong. I was one of those. Final Fantasy 8 is a much better game than I remember." So, shout out to Final Fantasy 8, my brother. And so I, I cannot, I'm not a diehard guide like, like you were apparently, but a funny story I would like to share about guides is me. So pony bought, he still buys old guides and gives them to you as jokes for birthdays for some reason, even though I don't know why, because it's a joke, but he, hilarious. he, yeah, he does. He did buy the guide to elder scrolls Four. is that oblivion? So oblivion. And he had, he was so sucked into that game, you guys. I remember we bought Matthew his 360 in Oblivion as his gift. And I think he was in high school at the time. And that's when I played it. And I never played it before. I was like, holy crap, this game is incredible. I went and bought it right after I left his house because just playing with him when he opened his Xbox. And he was so sucked into that guide, you guys. And no, and no, now I'm thinking about it. He No, the guide that he uses the most, he's still using today when he plays it is... 
Elder Scrolls, whatever, Morrowind. He's playing Morrowind and he would bought out the guy. And he's got, you know, like he's got his little, uh, little pieces of paper in there marking all of his important information there. So <laughs> shout out to Viso Pody. He is, he bought the Elder Scrolls, I don't even know, is that three? The Morrowind guy. And he's, he is using that actively today in 2021. That's what Miso Pony would rather play than any games on Game Pass is Elder Scrolls 3 Morrowind on Xbox backwards compatibility, OG Xbox through his Series X. That's what he's using his Xbox for these days. So, like putting all that, that power that, to use. Isn't that why you also didn't graduate from high school? Because you got to Oh, yeah. Was, dude, he, college, <laughs> college. It's but no, what's Just funny though, buddy. too, is that. Um, Oh, I've lost my train of thought about Pony. He, I'll, I'll, when I remember, Jose, go ahead, share your your guy thoughts. A couple of quick thoughts, but I, just to shout, also Final Fantasy VII was it was one of the major ones I remember buying because it, at the time, again, just a little quick history there. It was one of the one of the few games for PlayStation One that was a two disc game. Like you, it, and I remember like it was like a twelve years in the making or something like that. Or was it three discs? Yeah, it was. It was many discs to play this game, and so I remember when they said there was a guide. I was like, "Well, I got to get that guide because literally, and in hindsight, it's probably a game we could have probably all figured out without the guide. But just finding all the materia and, like you said, the the chocobo racing stuff and the weapons and stuff, like it was just there was so much to it, and and it was one of those truly guides where like. I even I'll admit I didn't even read through the whole guide. I used it to beat the game, but like Chance to his credit literally probably read every every paragraph in that entire guide, all the power charts in the back, all the characters. I mean, I know for a fact he read that and I didn't witness it. Um but a couple of thoughts about guides that we didn't hit on. Um a little bit of history just like since you mentioned the classroom. Um one of the earliest forms of guides that neither of each you talked about was Nintendo Power. So Nintendo Power was actually a magazine that existed for like the NES and SNES that you uh, could I get. was I was too poor to have a subscription. I was I was Power, too, so. I didn't have one either. <laughs> but I think I bought a couple of issues at like Barnes and Noble at some random points because I like, you know, you bought magazines, you thought they were cool. But what was cool in them was usually they had a section to help you beat an NES game. And the one that I remember was Super Mario 3. Because I remember seeing where you could see the whole map ahead of time to know which direction you wanted to go. And it would even give you the cheats on, do you remember when you go to Toad's house and you choose one of the chests? It could tell you every chest which one it was. So you could always get like the raccoon feather or whatever it was. Um, so that was, that was a big one. But even before that, what's crazy about guides was games didn't have save states. Like obviously NES, SNES didn't really have that. And so they used codes, right? So like you could jump ahead and like, I think like Mega Man, Aladdin or games like that, where if you chose the right code, you'd jump to like level four or level eight, that kind of stuff. And so they were obviously early guides on like the internet was used for that kind of stuff where you just like, you don't have to play the game in theory. Why would you do that? But you could, um, the other part guides were expensive. That was one thing that I wanted to mention that like when you were buying the game, that was probably already 50, 60 bucks. A guide was probably like 25 to 30. So that's, I mean, that's more than half of the freaking game. And the crazy part was, it was different at the time where we were all playing the same games and games weren't being released as frequently, right? Like in the game pass days, there's just so much to play. We're never playing the same stuff at the same time. But back in the day, there were periods of time, like chance said, where like everyone was playing Tomb Raider two, everyone was playing twisted metal. Everyone was playing final fantasy seven. And so you, you could share guides nowadays. If you buy guides, cause they still make them for some games. What do you do when you're done? You give them, you give them to pony to give away his gifts. Apparently. Um, yeah, and, you and find then, them at the at the ark and stuff like that. Right. Well, yeah, you, you yeah. Get a, uh, as we're talking about it, it reminds me I don't have a single one still, and I'm so sad about it because I think you keep them. Um, 
Don't worry, Pony will find them for uh, you. Yeah, please, Pony. <laughs> when you, you know, 17 years from now, when you dust off your whatever gizmo you have to listen to these podcasts for the first time. Absolutely. Uh, I and think it, the last thing I just, I, sorry, oh, go, go ahead. ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I would say the last thing I just want to mention real quick is about just for the, the young people that ever listen to this out there. There was a period of time, like things have evolved pretty significantly with guides where like a lot of times companies like IGN or other gaming sites actually get access to games ahead of time so that they can build these guides and put them on their sites. There was a time when that didn't happen. Like when IGN was like a fledgling website, they would literally have to play the games the day they came out. And it like Chance said at one point, it took like literally a week sometimes for the guide to be up on their site. And so I remember that playing games were like, you'd get stuck on something and you're like, I'm trying to find the answer. I'm trying to find the answer. And it just didn't exist anywhere. Unless one of your personal friends had gotten past that point, you couldn't go and find out what that was. You either had to figure it on your own or you had to wait until that guide came out. It's just how things have changed, man. And I, cause I also remember printing out guides, right? Like pages and pages of guides. Cause I also didn't know how to work a printer. Apparently just like print page four, printed like 17 page documents and stuff. But um, just a, it's a, it's a crazy, crazy journey we've been through. Yeah, and I have to say I'm all for how it is now because it's nice to be able to just go to YouTube and look up. You can just type in a specific random partner level and somebody's got a clip of it. Somebody else got stuck and it's usually up there fairly quick. So as much as nostalgia the guides bring and how interesting they were back in the day, I am all for how it is now. I appreciate the, the ease Truth. of use. Um, I also think it's really interesting how we did know about those special where you jump on top and there are the special tubes that you go down at the end of a Mario level or the flute and where to get those. And like, I'm curious, like you, how'd you, it was just all word of mouth. Like, did you then. say or, flute? You yeah, mean the warp whistle? Yeah. yeah. Whatever the heck it it's is. It's not a flute. It's a whistle. Whatever. You Well, I was, cretin. I was anyway, ask but you I think it's cool that it evolved. Like somebody had to have found that or they saw it in Nintendo about, and then the word of mouth, like we all knew about these random secrets, even though we weren't like looking them up on YouTube mm -hmm. easily today. So I think that's cool. And chance, by the way, the fact that you bought the guide to Skyrim is incredible and shout out to that. <laughs> oh, I loved it. And that's the one I'm probably the most, probably Final Fantasy seven, maybe, but I'm sad that I still don't have it. Um, I'm curious. Wait, wait, though, wait, 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 I, wait. Before you even go, why would you need a guide when the El unofficial Elder Scrolls pages exist? The stop. UESP. Have you it been is, there? It's incredible. Jose, like books for Pony, one. I love it. Um, <laughs> did you, who was your Ryan Reynolds? Like, did you have that? He was my, I, oh my God. And we would meet him walking to school. It wasn't like Andy or Jason can. No. You were mine, no, James. I mean, I we yeah. all, yeah, I, we, Thanks, I don't, no, we uh, we were all pretty good gamer. Like I, I don't think I looked up to somebody where I, oh no, he's gonna know who it was. And if 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 I had known you, it would have been you. So, um, good thoughts on the good old days, you guys. Shout out again, Pony. Would you listen to the show? Because you need to start looking. Actually, I'm gonna clip this, Pony. You need to get uh, Bubble Boy and Seven. You need to get Chance his. Uh, his old strategy guide for Skyrim and Final Fantasy VII. Who, if you see any of those copies, please the get it. any other requests. That'll be his best Christmas ever if you can yes. give that to him, dude. So, oh, shout out to my brother Miso Pony. Please look for these guides for our good old Bubble Boy. Guys, let's close the show like we always do with our favorite part of the show. Let's talk about the best food 
we had this week. So who would like to go first? Because I've, I've got a couple of, I don't have a huge detailed list like I did last week, but I've got a few good items here. So I, I wanted to go? go last week and didn't get a chance. So I would like to start this week. <laughs> All right, Bear, you go first. <laughs> to be uh, fair, I do, I think I did notice that when I was editing the podcast, I was like, well, he could have spoke up. So I guess he didn't want to talk about it. So I'm, go ahead, I'm, I'm, I don't want to be rude. Uh, no, it's been a, it's been a, a pretty awesome week this week, obviously being back at work. But one other quick thing before I talk about the food, we, uh, we have new family members this week in our household. We got two new fish uh, and a pretty big 36-gallon fish tank, which may not sound pretty big, but it is a big-ass tank. <laughs> Sounds big um, and expensive. And Well, it would be if we bought it full price, but we don't do that. We shop on Facebook Marketplace. We picked it up after dinner last night, which Chance will talk about in a little bit. Um, but they're cool. We got two of these. Um, they're called Aranda Goldfish. They have like big bubbly heads, and we named them Pugsley and uh, Wednesday. Uh, so it's a... Uh, good new addition to our household. Our, our daughters love them. Anyway, talking about food, uh, best things I ate this week. Uh, so in Colorado, for those that don't know the state really well, one thing we have not had in terms of fast food options for literally ever, um, is in and out burger. And I've had in and out before in Arizona. I've had it in California and I like it. It's a good burger. It's overrated. <laughs> uh, they just opened, well, they opened up one in Colorado Springs in like March, I want to say. And they just opened up a couple in Denver. They're opening they up, had one up one, North now. They had one in Aurora two before this one yeah so they opened one not too far from us and when i say not too far i'm saying probably like five miles from us which is pretty close um and just so happens last week i was coming home from a meeting pretty early and it was like 11 30 and i was like mm, i want to see if how busy it is over there uh and it was like dead and so i i was like i'm gonna go uh and i'll be honest i forgot what their menu included because i i had told victoria my wife that i was gonna go with her let's take the girls and I'm really glad that I didn't do that because Victoria doesn't eat red meat. She doesn't eat burgers. And so she would have been really pissed because there's there's nothing but burgers on their menu and fries. Um, and so anyway, going through, got a double-double and some fries with their spread. And it, I, it was very good. I'm not going to say it wasn't good. It was delicious. I really enjoyed myself. I was only in line for about 20 minutes, which is not too bad. All things considered, I was actually listening to it. I thought you said it was dead. Well, That's I mean, dead. <laughs> so here, if you haven't for, been up for there, in and out. you're right. For go, in and out, go, that is go dead. look at the line they've set up yeah. and how long it is to for like overflow. It is ridiculous. Oh my god. Um, okay, you're, and I just want to say it is overrated, but that doesn't mean it's not good. It's solid. In and out is yeah. solid, but it's not yeah. this like God's gift to fast food burgers. You know, it's I solid. couldn't agree next more. Next time like I, you need to get the animal fries, Jose. That's I don't the like the, I don't like the onions on it. That's the problem. So anyway, the um, I know he's he's so disappointed right now, folks. Uh, it's, it was really good. I enjoyed the double, double and fries. I totally understand why people really like it. I, would I wait in line for an hour? Nope, definitely not. Um, and now that I've had it, I can wait until the lines die down and take down all the cones and stuff, but it was, it was good. I really enjoyed it and just thought it was worth mentioning because obviously it's a big deal right now in Colorado. Um, the other big thing that I had, um, that I shared obviously with bubble boy was we went to melting pot last night. It was teacher appreciation week. How many melting times pot. a year are you guys going like eight? Jeez. I mean, it was delicious, dude. Uh, they give 25% off if you're an educator. And you don't have to be a teacher because I'm not a teacher. Oh, I'm an administrator. Hey, guys. Hey. Uh, just a shout out to old Daddy Diwali. Where was the invite for me? Thanks, XRT boys. Both of you, you are fired. You, you don't like Both it. Both of you are fired. You, you, you guys like heard it. it here first. They're like, oh, we're going to celebrate and take you to We would have taken it in, and he would have literally invite complained. Me, guys. You heard it here first. You heard it here for us. They did not invite me. It's somebody, somebody start sending in your applications. These guys are out of here. <laughs> we were doing you a favor. You would have said yes, and you would have spent $150 and been like, 
I'm upset. I, I you should've... said it was teacher appreciation discount. Get them out. They're out of here. They're off the show. We're ending the show now, guys. No more. I don't even care what you guys. <laughs> we made it twelve episodes. Also, also it was it was the wives that set the entire thing up. So anyway, I, I don't know if that helps. So anyway, that it was good and and just a very satisfying meal. The one thing I want to quickly shout out and then I'll pass it back to you guys and I'm done is uh, one of the best desserts you can get at Melting Pot is called Bananas Foster. And it was on a menu at one point, but it's not there anymore. And every time we've asked in the, for the last like five years, and we don't go that often, despite what Daddy D. Wally thinks, we've asked for this and they've always said, no, we don't have that. No, we don't have that. Sorry. And this time our waitress literally was like, we still have that. We've had that forever. All you have to do is ask. And we were like, we ask every time. And they're like, oh my God, these waiters are so lazy. Like she was just ragged on everyone. So pro tip, Bananas Foster is obviously, and it's seriously one of the best desserts you can get at the melting pot. All right, that's mine. Over to you guys. Well, and it, yeah, and, and the, to add to that, it has never made any sense. And I'm not one to ever argue with the person bringing, bringing me food because I'm just terrified it'll get spat in or something. Um, but I'm like, okay, all it was different, it's white chocolate and caramel and bananas. I know for a fact you have all that back there. And there's, oh, no, no, we can't, no, no. She's like, uh, yeah. She even said, like as I said, threw, threw her colleagues under the bus. Anyone that says otherwise is lying to you. So, um, the we went and I'll give a rundown of what we got. So the standard Fiesta cheese, right, which is just fantastic and probably the best part. Typically, um, I went with the California salad, which has mixed greens, candied walnuts, I think, um, and some gorgonzola cheese. Chapo and I both got the classic dippers, which you I don't know how you beat that. Our plates were like this big and both the girls had like these little skinny plates um, that cost just as much but we had what did we have Chipotle? we had um, teriyaki steak some filet mignon sirloin chicken yep, chicken shrimp and then some pork and it was just fantastic daniel i know you don't love it but um, my honor will yeah, mention I've, i'm though, not going to lie i've just zoned out this entire time cuz you guys <laughs> keep talking okay about we'll zone back in but anyway this part is is a pro tip um the other, because it, it was hard. I mean, that one was up there, but um, we also went to La Loma. There's a La Loma in Castle Rock. I know it's it's the Mexican restaurant across from the Brown Palace downtown, um, but they opened one up in Castle Rock, and it's just fantastic. They make everything from scratch. You can watch them make the tortillas right there in front of you. And um, Ashley and I went with the classic um mixed grill fajitas where you get shrimp that's as big as my head and steak and chicken all on a bed of chipo close your ears earmuffs on this one just onions they do with their fajitas they don't add peppers um just onions. Sound, that sounds incredible sounds incredible oh, that's my kind of yeah oh, I don't la loma, just give me the onions yep yep la loma is that's as good as mexican food gets in my book so I feel so All right, well, thank you, Chancellor, for bringing me back into the conversation there by talking about some good food there because I was totally just zoning out. Guys, for the best food that I've had this week, uh, first I'd like to give a shout-out to Mike Askins, one of our high school buddies. I was fortunate enough to go with uh, my family up to their house. They actually bought a new house up in – basically, they're up in the mountains, and they're in freaking Grand Junction for all I care about. But they're supposed, supposedly still in Littleton up uh, – just past Lockheed and Ken Carl. Do you guys know where that is? I don't know if you guys have been out there, but I know he's the area. literally like his house is up in the mountains, like built up against the giant hill. He got a new house and it's very nice. And he cooked me a fresh, 
he said he got this like a like 30 pounds of meat ground beef from some guy i don't know some coworker who just like only gets fancy ground beef and it, guys this burger was incredible it had like bacon in it and everything so shout out to askins the burger was phenomenal i wish i could pay for grass fed grass only grass whatever all natural beef but um cheap and i'll i get the grass fed patties at costco that's about it so shout out to askins <laughs> that was the delicious burger and then the the next best thing i had this week shout out to jose uh was the costco cheese pizza i literally just had it for dinner tonight phenomenal dude, dude. so good and was perfect too because i went to costco at like five and they close at six i believe and I, I put my order in, stalled a little bit. The kids love going to Costco because to them, they're like, this is an adventure because they don't get out much thanks to COVID, you know? And so took my time. I didn't, I barely got anything. And then right when I pulled up, I'm like, is my pizza ready? She's like, it sure is. And it was so, it was perfect. Brought it home. Guys, the Costco plain cheese pizza. Yeah, I don't need the pepperoni there, Jose. But highly recommend. You're right, Jose. It was worth the 10 bucks, even though I can get other places. Shout out to Costco Pizza. So does anyone have any other food items that they might have forgotten about this week? I just want to say that Costco needs to bring back the acai bowl. I love the pizza. Mm. I like their churros. I love their hot dogs. Churros. I have, I have so much respect for everything they do, but we want the acai bowl back. And we had actually heard that, that there was... Is acai, that's a berry, right? Or yeah, but it was like a, you could get the mixed ice cream and acai. Oh, with, I remember and it was like seeing that. Fruit and granola. It was so I good, dude. And the girls loved that. it. Um, and then they, there was a rumor they were going to bring burgers. You could get a burger at Costco, and that all went away when Co- when COVID started. So, I know I know people that work at Costco are fans of the show. Tell your boss to tell their <laughs> boss bring that stuff back because it was so good. But shout out to everything you do. We really love you guys. Yeah, shout out to we really do. Um, well, boys, this is the end of Xbox. Record this episode twelve. Um, does anybody have any cool things that they're going to do this week or? excited to watch i don't want to hear about stupid ted lasso i'm gonna cut that out right now i don't Dang want to hear it. about that uh, actually, besides, actually i have a quick thing really quick do we have anything we want to share that's cool going on this week unfortunately or fortunately i'm going back to my second full week of work my god you guys the drive is brutal chance my gosh and yeah hooray i'll probably have back to school kickoff soon so that's my week guys i'm gonna be working so i i think we do need to try and carve out time for the ascent uh it like we owe it to the listeners to do yep. an xrt plays um and i think is it four player co-op or three i don't remember it doesn't um, we'll do three it's perfect i think hopefully yeah. it's three yeah, yeah i'm all in for the ascent uh, but check out that store by the way is that all you wanted to mention uh, ascent yeah. chance yeah, yeah i agree we, we should do guys. co-op ascent i do i definitely agree i, do, I would That'd rather play that co-op because it's it's like a, it looks like a kind of like a Diablo-esque kind of yeah. game. Yes. So, yep. Jose, what were you going to say? I was going to say one thing I did watch this week on Netflix for those that are interested. Uh, I did watch that Resident Evil show. It's called Infinite Darkness. It was like the real strong CGI that came out uh, just recently. Pretty cool. I will say what, one thing I was surprised, it was only four episodes. So that, that was, I, th- I was really hoping it was going to be like a 10 episode season because it's actually gorgeous. Like you talk about beautiful CGI. It is absolutely incredible. The stuff they're doing. Um, but a cool story, uh, and definitely I think they could do more. They definitely have built it, so there'll be another season, which is cool. I don't know how long it'll take for that to come out, but if you like the Resident Evil universe, you should check it out. The other thing I was joking about, but I'm not totally joking about, is it feels like it's already becoming fall a little bit, starting to see Halloween decorations out in places and candy, candy at Sam's Club, uh, which makes me really excited. And I started working on these wait, bad wait, boys wait, wait, behind wait, wait, wait. me. You have a membership to Sam's and Costco? 
I'm just living my best life. So. Oh my, that's incredible. I love it. Love it. Um, but I started working bad on these bad boys for school, my Halloween vans, which I'm super pumped about. So I got to finish on those these week as well. So super excited. Um, but nope, that's otherwise just getting ready for school, man. And, uh, eating out, uh, as much as we can enjoying the, the nice weather and stuff. So, yeah, it's supposed to be hot out here. You guys put it on your sunscreen, make sure you're drinking lots of water out there. Well, this has been episode 12 of Xbox Record This. If you would like to write in or have any questions or have any ideas for the good old days, please write to us at xboxrecordthis at gmail.com. You can find me across all social media at Daddy Diwali. Uh, Chipotle Bear, where can they find you? Find me on Twitter at Chipotle underscore Bear. Feel free to give us shout outs or ideas to places to eat. If you want to ask questions there, you can do it directly there as well. And you can find me at Chipotle Bear on Instagram. And Bubble Boy and Seven. You can find that I've secured the tags for Bubble Boy and Seven across all social medias. You'll have to do some real hunting to find me on there, though. I just want to give a quick thank you to all of our listeners. I actually looked up our stats. Uh, the last episode, we had a lot of listeners, so I'm really excited for that. Hopefully, we'll continue to grow. I already have an idea, guys. For should we do a celebrate, like try to get a guess for 25, 50, 75, 100, or just 50 and 100? Because I've got a really good one that I think might yeah. be potential, but I don't want to share it. So should we do 50 oh, or 25? 20, absolutely. 25. Bring it in. All right. So I think this one we might have a chance with this 25 one. So don't I'm say super pony excited. because he, we don't have a chance at him. <laughs> I mean like somebody else who's actually in the industry in a podcast. So I'll share absolutely. that with you guys Get him later. In here. So sounds like a plan. As always, gentlemen, see you online. See you online. See you online. Xbox Record This is a podcast created by Daniel Walensic. You can follow him at Daddy Diwali on all social media. The assistant to the co-host is Jose Martinez, and you can follow him at Chipotle underscore bear on Twitter. The assistant to the assistant to the co-host is Chance Siegel, and you can follow him at BubbleBoyN7. You can follow the show at Xbox Record This on all social media. If you'd like to find out more about the show, visit xboxrecordthis.com.